Okay, I'm reloading. Je- Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. Here come the pain. When the sun goes down, the music turns up. A whole new world opens up behind the velvet rope. Join us as we take you behind the scenes of the nightlife world. Are you ready? DJ Jason Smith, Jeff London. I'm the promoter, he's the DJ podcast, live from Boston, Massachusetts. You good? Yeah, I almost fell out the chair for a second. These cords are everywhere, man. Episode 9. Episode 9. What's going on, Jeff? I heard you had a nice trip this week. I did. Great time in New York. I love that. I love hearing that. Yeah, it was uh, was back alive. It was good. Went to that Cause show. Cause was... Unbelievable. Last time I was at the at the Brooklyn Museum, that is, right? Yeah, Brooklyn Museum. So, Super dope. Yeah, you guys should all, if all my New Yorkers, if you were in New York and visiting New York, make sure you go to the Brooklyn Museum. They have a, a beautiful cause exhibit. I personally haven't been able to see it yet. Jeff has. It was awesome. Uh, last time I was there, I went to a beautiful Basquiat exhibit they had there where they actually took his notebooks and dissected them and you'd walk through like a glass you know it'd be in a glass case and they'd have each page laid out and you could see like every page out of the fucking notebook it was awesome dude it was really cool and they had like oh and then i went to um mary murakami uh takashi right yeah yeah takashi murakami takashi murakami yeah i went to his thing over at brooklyn museum too they always have some really great things they all they also do like a a party they used to pre-COVID where they'd have like an event every Friday. That's dope. And it was really dope. They'd always have great DJs and stuff. Guggenheim used to do that too. Oh, nice. I think Holotronics, Diplo's little crew used to do it every once in a while. And they used to have like, uh, who else? Rich Medina used to do it. And like that, that really cool. Like, right. And for the Guggenheim to do something like that, you yeah. know, it's kind of like, it's cool. They only did it every once in a while. Yeah, man. Nice. That's awesome, bro. We got a question of the week. Yeah, what's the question of the week this week, Jeff? All right, it's, it's both parts, actually. Cool. It's one's for you, one's for me. All right, we'll start off with this. Branding. Yeah. Having a DJ name versus using your real name. The benefits and non-benefits of both. Well, we dis- in episode one... We discussed how I originally. You asked me a question if, well, if I had another DJ name, right? Besides Jason Smith. Jason Smith. And it first started out. I gave myself. I forgot to tell you this. It was J Rock. Woo! Shout out my guy J Rock in Vegas too, man. Uh-huh. He got a big promotion over at the Virgin Hotel. I just man. saw that That's today. Amazing. Yeah, on Congratulations, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was J Rock, and then. Everybody was breaking my balls. They're like, "You can't give yourself your DJ nickname." You know what I mean? So then it became my cousin Slim gave me uh, J Boogie, and then we had DJ J Boogie, and then we just dropped the J and went DJ Boogie, and then it was Boogie forever. And then uh, it's really important because 
that's how you establish yourself and that's how you keep yourself separated from other guys. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I changed my name from DJ Boogie to Jason Smith was because only house DJs use their official names. Right. You know what I mean? Like it would be like Jonathan Peters or Eric Murillo or like Cedric Gervais. They only house dudes use their real government names and no hip hop DJs ever use their real names because of the culture thing. So, you know, being on the cutting edge and stuff, and I was with uh, Mood Swing at the time. Uh, shout out Johnny Maroney and uh, Ricky Greenstein for sure. Johnny wanted to rebrand my DJ and stuff, and he was like, let's go with your real name, Jason Smith. People won't even think it's real. It sounds so fake. So we changed all the branding. Johnny came up with that, and... um I was cool with it. And then to go along with that, we came up with who the fuck is Jason Smith? Mm-hmm. We had t-shirts made, had my face on it, said who the fuck is Jason Smith? And it was a play off of, uh, I think, uh, Richard um, from the Rolling Stones. What was his name? Uh, the, the guitar player from uh, the Rolling Stones. Oh, you're killing me right now. Oh, shit. Somebody Google that. So... The Rolling Stones had a, a joke back in the day where I think the guitar player, uh, what the hell's his name? Richard fucking, I should know this. I read his book. And <laughs> I'm so bad at this game. So anyways, he wore a shirt that said. Jesse might have it. Is it Keith Richards? Keith Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I not know that? that I was, know that was so bad on both of us. Bad. Wow. So Keith Richards wore a shirt. That said, <laughs> so bad. We should be fired. Yeah. Don't ever listen to us again. You're, fi- you're hired. You're fired. So he wore a shirt. Who the fuck is Keith Richards? So it was a play off that and a play off my thing. And, and one of the funny stories I have from that era was I remember picking up a check or going to get paid after a gig one time. And the dude's like, hey, uh, so who do I write this check out to? And I go, uh, Jason Smith. He goes, oh, I thought it was like a fake alias or something. And it was <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. Actually, a lot of people say that because my last name is London. So yeah, a lot. Of well, people you say told me a really it. dope story yeah, about yeah, that yeah. off there. So branding is important because that's that's how you like mark your territory. That you know, I've seen a lot of DJs with some really not great names because they get excluded from gigs, right? It can. Oh, here's a perfect example. Uh, I remember back in the day. Um, Homicide was with Scam when they first started, and and he was getting, you know, it was like Vice and Homicide and like, uh, who else was it? Just that whole that whole click with AM everybody. Well, AM was on on Scam, but yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, Rockticon. All those guys came out as like the first Scam guys, and I remember hearing that Sujit had a hard time getting Homicide dates, especially in Vegas. So they wouldn't put it. Shout out to my boy Craig. They they wouldn't put his name. He said on the marquees at the nightclub, so he changed it over to Craig Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which sounds like like a really like pop star. And that's that's not it. <laughs> and I also made a mistake one time. I booked him a flight and I put him to Craig Anthony. And that wasn't his real name either. Well, it's Craig. It's Craig. But, but his last name. Yeah, we'll, we'll admit oh, his last name. I won't say his last name. Funny, but yeah, 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 yeah. So what happened? He couldn't get on the flight. 
That was a debacle. Oh, that's uh, the worst yeah. when you don't get the name right on plane tickets. Oh, yeah. So branding is important. Uh, to, to go back, I'm sorry, we were drifting off a little bit, or I was, is because it just needs, you need to establish yourself. <laughs> I know, you know, DJs that have really bad DJ names and they can really kill it. And they won't get booked. It's right. your branding is your marketing. It's the first thing people yeah. are going to see before they hear their music or see what you look like. Absolutely. So your DJ name is very important. So the second part of this question is for you. I hope that I answer that. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> branding for a promotional company. What goes into that name as far as a promotional company? Because that that is I almost as important or more important than the DJ name for sure. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's it's very true. I think it, it's the same kind of basis. I mean, you don't want Pepsi. Pepsi's not going to hire like killer productions, you know, to do like their yeah. special event or something. But you also don't want to, you know, you box yourself in by your name as well as branding. Yeah, so, I never want to get pigeonholed yeah. for sure. So you yeah. don't want to get pigeonholed. I mean, you can think of so many different groups, and you know have these ridiculous names because it's the word of the the year you know the buzzword of the oh, year yeah you and, really like you, you, that's not longevity you can't have like the like i won't say the names but it's just it, exactly you, you box yourself in so you have to find a name that timeless that is timeless you have to find a name that that makes sense that you'd be able to do a proposal to pepsi but do a proposal to the hottest club in the city help out with a wedding you know you have to but it's it's tough i mean that but it is it is the first glance it is the first thing that also goes with the logo too like a logo of a you know a, a oh, girl I with see curves some bad yeah. logos yeah. out there like so it's your logo your branding uh, it's everything oh, you judged on that you judged on it yeah yeah, yeah of course when people say don't judge a book by its cover you're judging those people there's no going around that that's the None. first thing that's gonna yeah. be judged for sure i Speaking upon what you did, I think 617 was a great brand that you created with your partners because it was so timeless and it represented the area that you were in in nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, and the, the logo changed one or two times, and it was, yeah. But I mean, that's the cool. The logo's going to change. My logo yeah. changed a few times, and it was, too, uh, you know? And it was, yeah. I mean, it could fit into anything, and that's that, that was a, a good basis on that. The only logo that really hasn't changed is, like, Coca-Cola, because it's always been pretty signature as far as the hand, like the cursive or whatever. The font. Old yeah. English font. Would you think? No, nah, I don't even think that's old English. That's not old English font. Whatever, man. Oh, we got story time. Let's go, Jeff. Story time. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. <laughs> All right. We got the story this week. Okay, Jeff. What's the story this week, brother? The Masked Dancer. Isn't that a new TV show? Yeah, there's Masked Singer and then there's The Masked Dancer. Oh my but God, this was the original so Masked Dancer. Oh, Masked Singer is the funniest thing. They're like, whoa, who's that? Jay Z? <laughs> and then they like reveal themselves and it's always like a sealess celebrity that has nothing <laughs> going on. Like they hype it up so bad. Yeah. Like it's, it's ridiculous. So let's go. All right. October 30th, Sunday night. So Sunday nights for many years, years and years at Club Gear, 
Club would, Gear? Cure. Oh, Cure, I'm sorry. We would have, after a Patriots game, not only the fans, but the Patriots as well. And it was almost every Sunday, except if they were on the uh, West Coast and a late game, they wouldn't, they wouldn't come in. But every Sunday, a lot of the team would come in. That's like a historic party, though, for a long time. Oh, for right? years. It's the only years. party that I've been to in Boston besides the ones that I worked. Wow. Yeah, I've never been to a nightclub in Boston except for Cure. So the owner of the Patriots would, would uh, pay for them to oh, that's cool. get an Uber, party bus, limo, whatever, so that, you know, no drinking and driving, which is awesome. That's amazing. So, but they'd usually come in groups, so they come in a bus and limo, whatever it was. So we just kind of shuffle the guys in, get them seated. They sometimes come with family, sometimes without. So this is after a game in October. A couple of them come dressed up in Halloween costumes. It's Halloween Eve. It was around there. It might have been like the day before, a couple of days Or the before. weekend. It's Halloween. Yeah, Let's just say it's Halloween. I mean, in nightclub yeah. life, Halloween lasts for about a week. It does. So, it's a moneymaker yeah. right there. Yeah. A couple of the guys come in with... Masks on, costumes on. I shuffle these guys in. One guy had a scream mask on. And bring him down to the VIP. Usually they just hang in their own section. They don't even go near the dance floor because they get mobbed or they like to be. It's just a lot. It's It's a lot. It's intense. Well, the next thing I know, I see the scream mask just dancing on the dance floor, like nonstop. I was like, maybe he's just like a, he's a big guy, but maybe he's just like a friend. A lot of the family members of the big guys are still big guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in their blood, for sure. This guy nonstop dance floor, dancing all night. I was just (laughs) laughing. I didn't know know, who this guy was. At the end of the night, he comes over to get a drink. Yeah, yeah. Rips off the mask, takes a drink, and it was... A very, very prominent star of the Patriots. And he looked at me and he goes, I've never had so much fun dancing in my life. He's like, I could never do this any other time. And he's like, I just was on the was on the dance floor for two hours straight. That's amazing. Yeah. That's and good, uh, when he ripped off his mask and I saw who it was, it was, it was pretty amazing. And that was the time we had the mask dancing. Oh, that's awesome, bro. It must have been like, what a surprise, dude. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. Now, here's a little story I got to tell. <laughs> now, again, we have another interview this week. Jeff, who are we interviewing this week, my friend? We got two people from... Two. I would say possibly the greatest place in the world. Club 11 in Miami. If you don't know, it's a nightclub that is 24 hours. Restaurant. Strip club. Oh, strip club. Uh, never, I would have never known that. A Just kidding. Place where hosts the top celebrities and the party does not stop. 24 hours of straight. You, you can get... I, you, you can yeah. get lost in there. You can get lost in there. The headline in DJ doesn't even go on until like 3.30 in the morning. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I've come out when the sun has been going up. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So 
without further ado, yeah, let's man. get into this interview. Let's go. All right. Yeah, man. We got a great interview lined Excited, up. Excited, brother. Let's All right. go, man. 11 Miami is an entertainment value venue like no other. This yeah, 24-hour ultra club has it all. Top performers, DJs, outstanding food and drinks, private VIP rooms, five-star service, service staff. Now, we got Adam Gould, who's been there for 11 years, since 2013. He's a director down there. Among many of his jobs that he has on a nightly basis. Before Miami, he was in Vegas for many years of framing him. Mass native. There you go. There we are. An amazing guy that I've had the pleasure of knowing. Welcome, Adam Gould. Thank you. I'm What's glad up, to man? be here, John. Yeah. Awesome. And, awesome. And next we have a Boston legend who has just moved down. Okay. One of my great friends. And he's now a host down at 11. Who has shaken me down before he knew me. <laughs> at the door when I was a DJ. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. I was walking as a DJ to the club, and yeah, he shook yeah. me down because of my outfit. Yeah. Always. Yeah, we welcome. There's always one of those guys. We welcome the the legend, all Michael right. Winter. Yeah, all right, guys. Wait, uh, yeah, uh, thank you very much, but um, yeah. who shows up to a club in cargo pants and a hemp necklace? You know, I mean, to DJ at a at the top Euro club wearing sneakers when that like that was all frowned yeah, upon. Was, yeah. He's creating his yeah. own lane, that's uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> all, you to, all you have to do is just say that you were a trendsetter, because look, fast forward 20 years later, look at the trend now. That's yeah. what everybody's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was ahead of his time. Yeah, so the, fir the first question is going to Adam. So when you first heard, were in Vegas and you heard about the concept of 11, did you believe in the idea, or did you think they were completely out of their mind? Oh, you know what? So that's a great question. Uh the truth of the matter is, is that I, I've always kept up in contact with, you know, the Miami scene. This is, as I'm sure you guys know, this is my second Miami tour. So uh, I'm back down here now a good eight years and Miami's changed drastically. But the one thing that I knew and and let's go back to Vegas for a minute. When I, you guys know that we had a late night empire, Empire Ballroom, it was the, the number one after hours club in Vegas Uh since the inception of Dre's, Dre's was, you know, it, it had a great, I think it was at the time, nine year run before we opened Empire. Wow. And when we opened Empire, it wasn't that we wanted to become Dre's competition. It was that we wanted to give Vegas something new. It was, it was time for a breath of fresh air in the after hour market. So a lot of the same applied here in Miami. When we, when we pitched, when the idea was pitched and, and I heard, you know, the, the, the concept and so on, I knew that Miami was a little bit stale, right? Mm -hmm. And I knew that Miami needed that, that quote unquote breath of fresh air. It's true. So yeah. with the team that was put together at the time that it was going to be outrolled, it was, uh, it was something that I understood, you know, I think Miami, Miami, I was prepared for the, the warm and welcoming breath of fresh air that Miami actually ended up giving us. We didn't know that it was going to, it was going to be this well received, right? but we, we had an idea that it was going to do some damage. And, you know, we, we had the best marketing team behind us. The, you know, that the, the overall team that was, that was the original team was phenomenal. And I was a true believer from even before uh, we opened the doors. Wow. 
Oh, I appreciate that. That's yeah, I mean, it's great. It's, I remember when the concept was being talked about, and then to see it come to you know for fruition, fruition yeah. it was just like wow. It was way more than I pictured in my head. So you guys just did a wonderful job because I think I used to go there when it was gold. What was it? Gold. Uh, gold rush. Gold rush. Yeah, after space. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was so so. But the but the truth of the matter is is that I think exactly what you just said. I think eleven is a lot more than any one of us really uh, knew it was going to go oh, yeah. into. You know, it, it, we, we, we had the idea, you know, truthfully, in the beginning, we thought we were going to be a lot more cabaret heavy. You know, we thought that it was going to be a, a, an extremely upscale uh, cabaret-based element mm-hmm. where the nightclub and the after-hour scene and all that was just going to be secondary. Yeah. But, you know, Miami needing, like I said, that, that breath of fresh air, so to speak, uh, you know, it ended up going in a in a different direction, and we just we just went with the with the flow. And it just mean, went uh, organically, it, right? It, it was crazy. It's crazy. It's amazing. None, none of us expected it to turn into what it is today, and it's it's just incredible. And I'm glad it did because I definitely enjoy going there. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it, it is something that was needed. Fresh, everything gets stale, and you are right. You know, it just it just took it to another level, and it we had. Um, Steve Eichner on here last week and he's one of the head photographers for the limelight and I was saying to him the first time I went to the limelight I felt transformed like I was on another planet and I haven't had that feeling in a long time and that's exactly how I felt when I went to 11 I was just the grandiose of it was just like a so much man right. it was like i felt like I was in a different place and that's what people want in nightlife they want those big grandiose moments and they want to be transformed and taken to the other places. So you guys did a great job doing that for sure, man. So I got to say, and I'm, I'm surprised you even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so winter, we got, we being the new guy to 11, but the OG is a host. What's the difference level of host down there? Cause we know up here, you were the OG, yeah, you were the door you guy, know, yeah. you know, First and foremost, like I, you know, I remember Adam calling me eight years ago and, you know, telling me about this concept that he was going to move to and asking me as a favor to take around uh, Dennis DeGore, uh Gino. And it was the first time that Gino met um, Zach and Rob, who are like the directors um, in various positions. And, you know, I remember hearing about what they were doing and this was even before they broke ground and they were just out there getting conceptualizing ideas and stuff. Um, and I'll tell you, like I, Adam will tell you for the first month that I got down here, even before really thinking about joining the team, um, I started um, just going sitting, staying with Adam for the night rather than being a customer mm-hmm. and sitting at a table and being a degenerate. Like I have many times. <laughs> in the lab, um, it, it, it was, it was a, it was a shock for me to see even how much work Adam did and in, in, in the respect that I gained seeing the intricate parts in this. And then um, going in here and then, you know, them finally saying, okay, um, we want to bring you on and, you know, then going through um, interviewing processes. And then now to where I'm sitting here, like, you know, I got a 250 page manual. Like oh, this shit. is like, that's, that's real like, this is corporate, corporate America. Like, I mean, this yeah. is as corporate as, you know, you can is, be, is Adam uh, reading you know, it to you at night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam, Bedtime Adam stories. Yeah. 
I love I love the winter late night voice and how he looks up at me at the end of the night. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I'll tell you guys, it's like until you actually experience uh, working in this, you know, format, you know, there's there's your way, there's their way, and then there's the 11 way. And that's what I'm saying is their way is so well put together through trials and tribulations of absolutely the best customer service I've ever seen. Um, <clears throat> you, you ask the level of hosts and um, there's pretty much uh, six levels of hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, they've everywhere from the runners to the wranglers, to the expediters, to the junior host, to the senior host, to the leaders and to the directors. Mm-hmm. Um, and every one of them are doing a specific intricate job uh to make sure that the customer's experience is beyond anything that they've had i mean i i look at it like the disneyland of the nightclubs out there because there's so many different elements going on you could have a mariachi band going on in one corner you could have a contortionist in another corner I mean, parades, I mean, there is an absolute, a manager yeah. of parades. That's all they do is parades. There's so much going on to make sure that this machine has right. all the working parts. I mean, and there's women that come in there that don't know about, even know that the cabaret is going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They yeah, never yeah. even knew that you could sit there and talk to an independent professional entertainer and go, you know, go into a private room or in a wheel room for $5,000. Right. It is, it is a machine like nothing that I've ever experienced. Um, and real quickly, <clears throat> the only way I can put it is, is the stress that we feel on New Year's Eve, everything building up to New Year's Eve, that is there every night of the week. That's but amazing. then it yeah. doesn't stop after four hours of craziness. It goes another eight <laughs> right, more right. Hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, yeah, creating you know, those. I don't even know yeah. how Adam's still alive. You know, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Creating those experiences is like so important, not only in our business. And I think recently it's taken a step back, unfortunately. But creating those experiences, they keep people there all night long and to keep people coming back mm-hmm. every week because you don't know what to expect. And that is so important in our business. So with that being said, why do you guys think that Eleven's formula works so well and it can't be duplicated right now? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this for a second. I think I, I could go into a whole nother hour on just this topic alone, but a, a, a vast majority of my training with my staff entails the level of guest services and, and the difference between. For, first of all, to me, it's it's about understanding the difference between a customer and a guest. Right, because that in itself it 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 it, it, it deciphers how that guest is being serviced. To me, uh, a customer is the guy that walks up to the deli counter at a grocery store, pulls the ticket, waits in line, turn and burn. Right, gets yep. a sliced ham and takes a walk next. The guest is somebody that you invite into your living room, you invite into your home. You want them to stay as long as possible. You want to you want to outroll every single bit of of hospitality that you possibly can just to make sure that they are as comfortable and, and warm and welcoming and, and, and just, you know, just home, that welcome home, you know, that's, and that's, that's a big difference. So, so when we get our, our employees to, to start, you know, really grasping the difference between, 
the guest and the customer and know that we are strictly 100% based around our, our guests, then they, they start to understand and, the, and they'll put themselves in that grocery store. They'll put themselves at that line pulling a ticket uh, and then they'll put themselves at their favorite restaurant and, the, and, they'll, and they'll know the difference, right? So when you explain to them that it's, it's the utmost importance of taking a first-time guest and turning them to a lifetime guest yeah. just based on the interaction that you're going to have with these guests alone. They want to come back, you know, again and again and again. And I think that, you know, it's not, it's not a secret formula. It's just making sure that everybody truly does feel like they're fucking important. Right. You know, at, yeah. am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah. You know, it, it, and, it, and it, it's, it's, it, it stems from, and I got to give Dennis, Degory, the owner and the, and the, and the creator, a lot of credit because mm -hmm. he put together the team. Uh, most of the, the well dennis the owner most of the partners and even the operators we all moved out from las vegas and as you guys are well aware vegas is is you know one street really las vegas boulevard las vegas boulevard is one street of pure competition yeah, right yeah, yeah. every single hotel is in competition with every single hotel yeah. whether it's up the street across the street next door to you whatever and not just across the street and next door the competition lays within the hotel itself because so many hotels and casinos have now brought in god knows how many different nightlife or entertainment venues on one property so now each single venue inside entertainment venue inside that one property has to compete with right. the other one just across the hall so how do you how do you get good at driving traffic through your door you know you when you work in las vegas especially as long as i have or even longer you you start to learn a few things and especially about marketing and advertising guest services all of it is just it's it, it kind of you know it, it conjoins with each other and when you when you overcome the 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 concept that you when you get it when you just you you study it you you work it you you put you you know you you grind and then you just it clicks and you get it and you yeah, understand yeah. how all of it kind of conjoins together you know how to how to treat your guests you know how to go out and get those guests to drive through you know your front doors to begin with right and you and you realize the concept of of you know there's no better business than tomorrow business anybody can walk through the, the doors today yeah very exactly. true. getting them to come back tomorrow Again, yeah. that's an art Yes. You know, in the, in the art of making somebody feel at home, it's, it, it, it's hard. Now you take 350 employees and try to get them all driving to the same goal. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's and, a lot. And I gotta yeah. give, I gotta give Dennis DeGore a big, a big shout out to that yeah. because he's made 350 employees over the past, you know, how long just get it. He, he, he made everybody get it and, and, and it works, you know? Now, do you think, do you think that's what separates Miami nightlife from Vegas? No, I think Vegas is Vegas is a lot different than Miami in the regard of Vegas doesn't have the grassroots that Miami has. Mm -hmm. Miami has a lot of locals that live here and have lived here since they're kids. Vegas doesn't have that rooted uh, generational type, you know, uh, uh, residence. So the people that live in Las Vegas, they're transient themselves. Here in Miami, it's it's a lot more warm. It's a lot more homey, if that makes any sense. Right, right. right? So, the, so the people that are working in the clubs or the establishments or, or anywhere, really, it's it's this is their home, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, and they want they treat people a little bit differently than, than they do in Vegas because Vegas isn't their home. 
Yeah. Right, right. You, you yeah. Get, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so to me, it's the people really that make Miami a little bit different than Vegas. Now, Vegas, don't get me wrong. Vegas is still number one as far as I'm concerned in guest services. You know, but it, I think it's because, you know, everybody knows that the jobs that you get in Vegas, especially inside the hotel and casinos, you know, they're, they're, most of them are union jobs. Mm-hmm. And the, the people that work in the nightlife industry, the entertainment industry, they don't want to fuck that up. Right. You know, so so they'll do anything that they can to go above and beyond. But but the actual this is my home type mm-hmm. feeling, you know, the, the employees don't have that in Vegas. And I think that's that's a big difference. When you come down to Florida, you know, it's 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 a lot more relaxed and chill than right. it is anywhere else. Right. Aside from California. But they're just fucking lazy people over there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but but here here in Miami, you know, it's it's a it's a homey type feel, and, and and there's a reason why it's not just the water, and it's not just the serenity of being by the water. It's the people, you know, and and the people actually make you feel like you're at home because it it, it really is their home. It, it was their grandparents' home, you know. So the way that they treat the people that are coming in here, spending money, it's it's just a different mentality. Beautiful. Wow. That's great. Fantastic, Adam. That was now that the twenty minutes are over. <laughs> <laughs> so how did the? I mean, I mean, I, you know, I might be taking up a lot of time, but you guys are getting what I'm saying. No, Absolutely. no, it's beautiful. beautiful. This is great, yeah. man. I love hearing all this, man, for sure. It's a lot that we've said previously. It's it's customer service is everything, man. And and I'm a DJ, so I try to do the same thing. At, I want people, I can't play the same set every week or I'm not going to have new people coming in. I have to create new experiences every single week. So with that being said, how do the DJ shifts work down there at, at, at 11? How do the DJ what? Shifts work. Do you have like one guy on for like 10 hours or? No, every, every night's different, you know? So outside of COVID, we are 24 hours. Uh, right now, we, you know, we're, we're ramping to get back up to 24 hours, but we're at limited space, you know, yeah. limited operating hours. Um, but the the daytime shifts are scheduled, but the nighttime shifts, it, it really depends on who we're having as an artist, as a guest DJ. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, that, that deciphers on how the DJ shift is going to, is going to work for the most part. Some DJs are coming in only for a two hour set. Some are coming in for a four hour set and then the residents will kick back on, you know, they'll open, they'll close, you know, it just depends on, and it also depends on the DJ himself. You know, if if we get a guest DJ that's coming in here and he's only scheduled for a two hour set, but he's feeling it, sometimes they'll go three, four hours. But, uh, you know, we've had some very, very good luck at finding some amazing resident DJs and I got to give them all a shout out because, you know, outside of the celebrity DJs or the guest DJs uh, that we have, even on a on a on a bi-monthly or monthly resident basis, the actual resident DJs that are there, you know, three or four times a week, they mm-hmm. they keep the crowd coming back for more. That's awesome. That's stuff. why you have to make experiences in the DJs yep. too. We have to do it just as much as you guys do, man. Listen, sure. the DJ is the one. You know, you can have. It's, it's a collaboration of an entire team, but the DJ is the one that really formats the feel, the vibe. Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember when, and I don't want to turn into that old guy, and yes, I dyed my fucking hair <laughs> to get rid of my hair, but I, uh, I remember when I first started clubbing, and it was it was actually down here in West Palm Beach. Uh, it was, you know, I, I actually started off as a DJ at, at uh, an underage after-hour club Sick. Uh, on Okeechobee Boulevard at Military Trail called Serenity. I'll never forget it. And it was it was sick. But I remember starting to understand the difference between what am I going to do with my life? Am I going to be the behind-the-desk 9-to-5 guy 
or am I going to do something that's going to make me happy? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, excuse me one second. Uh, so I, I, I decided that, you know what? I, I started feeling that I just loved being in the energy that energy. Yeah. And I didn't even know what it really was back yeah, then, right. but I knew that it was, it was, I was looking around and I knew that going through these front doors, even before I started getting, you know, these, these little gigs here and there, I knew that going in through these front doors and I looked at, and back then it was, you know, the party scene, it was Kimball Collins. It was, it was uh, DJ Icy. It was, Icy, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was rabbit in the moon. It was all these, oh, that was these crazy, just huge yeah. households, right? Yeah. And, and the, the vibe that so all underground. these people were feeling were just, were, it was just unbelievable to, to know that you could hang with your homies and all of you guys, no matter what your likes or dislikes are, your homies are feeling the same vibe that you're feeling yeah. and you're just going out to have a good time. Right. It, wasn't, it wasn't about what it is today. It was back then it really was about, you know, and I'm going to be honest, it was really about taking a pill yeah, <laughs> or yeah. 10. It was, uh, it was, it was about, you know, tripping and rolling and going out and just dancing. I, I was probably the, the biggest retard that you'd ever see on the dance floor, but I was out on that dance floor every fucking night. Yeah. And I thought I was crushing it. I thought I was killing it. That's amazing. You know? and, and yeah. It was because you were with your homies and you were feeling the vibe that the DJ was creating. Right. And, and I think this, the same still exists today. I think that the DJ still has the same mentality. At the right places it does. Yeah. It, it sure. does. It's a, a lot of ego has kicked in, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and you got to look back at even, even Sasha and Digweed or even Sasha before Digweed, you know, he, even uh, Paul Oakenfold and all this, it was really back then when, when house music really started becoming commercial to me, it was, it was a lot less ego mm-hmm. and more about the music where yeah, today yeah, I yeah. can't really say the same thing. Right, right. You're, you're totally correct. Yeah, man. So, so winter being the new guy down there, one of the most popular clubs in the world, and everybody's going to be coming down there, and you're going to be out there as the host. Let's let's set it straight. What's the best time to get in there? What's the best table? <laughs> you know, you know hey, what, what's a, what's the best what's the best host to know? Um, obviously, I would I would suggest to anybody from Boston get the Boston mentality out of your head. You're not going to get the bogo. You're not going to get a deal <laughs> on the table. Just because you know me or you know somebody over there, um, the best thing for you to do is, A, if you want to come down here and you don't think that you're going to get a table, go on the 11 website, 11miami.com, and go buy, pre-buy a ticket and come early. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's, it's not about me. This animal is way different. Right. I've never come into 11 as just a customer. I was always with my friends buying a table, just like I do in Vegas. I don't even drink. Don't be cheap. You're on vacation. Get yourself a table. And if you don't and you're going to get a ticket, get yourself, especially on a big night. I mean, with some of the acts that they have coming up in the next couple of weekends, Swale, DJ Drama, Rick nice. Ross, Dipto. Wow, that's crazy. I yeah, mean, they're, yeah, going, crazy. they're going hard. And, and I have everybody like, oh, yo, I'm coming to Miami to see you. Yeah. Not, and you saw my post. Dude, right. you haven't called me in a year. You haven't even checked in on yeah. me. Yeah, like, yeah. yo, Winter, I can't wait to see you at the club. Best friends yeah. all over again. I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not being, this isn't arrogant or pompous. I have oh. to take a seat back because I see the head hosts not comping anybody. And yeah, these yeah. guys are, you know, they, they're like, sorry, I can't comp you. You know what? You're getting a table for $7,500. Only six of you guys are getting tickets. You know, it's very space um, 
it, you know, it's all based upon right. space and occupancy. Right. And it's unfortunately there's not much space and occupancy going on right now because yeah. we have to social and, distance. And again, like, yeah. Listen, I, I feel I feel terrible about you know about Boston. You know, I mean, it, it breaks my heart seeing everybody mm-hmm. making the posts and you know, big ups to Big Night for constantly stepping, you know, getting in the forefront of where's the plan and Buddy Costa and the Canes. Where's the plan? Like I. I commend you guys, and I was there, sitting there six months ago, listening to them, and I said, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna right. be another person waiting for the plan. I needed to make a plan for myself and go get the hell out of Boston because there is no plan." You know? Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, COVID has really taken a, a a toll, as you guys know, on on everybody. And and my biggest suggestion to anybody in Boston that's going to be opening their doors sooner or slowly opening their doors, do it the right way. You know, uh, it's it's you know you still got to remember that people have to feel like you care. Right. People have to feel like they're safe. Oh yeah, you totally. Actually, you know, you you you're looking out for their better interest overall, not just making a buck. Absolutely. You know, and if you do it the right way, then I think you're gonna have the longevity that everybody's looking for. A hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. So who's the yeah, favorite? Oh, go ahead. And one more thing is that yeah, listen, I I, I you know Jeff, you read my post. These mm-hmm. places haven't made money in a year. These hospitality workers, especially even in Florida, where they're like they were, their unemployment was probably half of what you know Massachusetts was getting. Dude, they need to eat, and you know oh, if right. they're yeah, back. Sure. And don't expect all these favors from people that haven't worked in a, a year. year. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. listen, I, I haven't worked in a year, and coming back to just getting boom, like working twelve hours a night, it's crazy. And then, you know, it's you feel bad when you see people that, you know, you know, obviously you'll try to get them like a line privilege or something. But other than that, you can't really go past that, you know. So if you come there looking for me, just ask for Adam Gould. (laughs) (laughs) So is that who's the favorite host at 11? Because you were talking about me. No, no, because Adam was talking about DJs. So, Adam, yeah. maybe you can tell us your favorite DJ and your favorite host to oh, have there. Yeah, that host yeah. 11. You mean celebrity host? Celebrity host, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, man, that, you, you can't put me in that seat. All right. The, the, the truth of the matter is, is that everybody who has come, it, whether I like their style or not, right. they've brought a certain element to to, Vegas, to uh, 11. And and the thing that I always try to stay fresh on is, is that, you know, it, it, you can't go stale. Yep. So if I like it or I don't like it, if it's driving business through the front doors Doesn't and matter, something yeah. that's, you know, that's, there's a little flavor for everybody, then, then God bless them because they, they did their part, you know, and, and, you know, it's you, you can come to the same spot. You can come to 11 Miami seven days a week, 365, and you're going to get a different feel on a different night every night. It's that's the never going it to get stale. Yeah, that's awesome. That's amazing. So honestly, you know, how do you say who the favorite is? I mean, there's right. been some amazing artists that have come through here, amazing hosts that have come through there. I got to say, the one guy that that truly consistently just brings it every time, the energy, the vibe, the feel, the love is DJ Irie. Oh, yeah. He's the nicest guy. I mean, guy he's the sweetest he dude. Just, he, yeah. You know, this is one of those guys that he knows a Everybody. million people, truly. Yeah, yeah. But he he's the type of guy that will sit there and just remember your first name. He will. Wow. And every yep. time you see him, yo, what's up, Adam? And the big hug and the kiss. And yep. the, you know, whatever. Sweetheart. Not yep. really the kiss with the tongue, but, you know, the <laughs> and, uh, 
and he's just he's just that warm he's convivial he's just he's just you know the welcome home. He, he just he, he's never too busy to make you feel important that's great and that's oh, you yeah, he's the you know best, go man. go find that that's, again we go back to the ego a lot of people have egos do you know who i am this whatever he doesn't give a fuck he's just down he rolls up his sleeves he says hello to everybody shakes everybody's hands and he creates the vibe whether he's behind the decks or in front of the decks, yeah, he's yeah, just a, he's just amazing to be at, you know. And and and, and I've got I've gotten to know him pretty well outside of work, and he's just a truly just a genuine yeah, he's guy. Good. That's he's great got to his hear. hands in everything, you know. He, he he's he has a lot of you know uh, nonprofits, and he helps with the kids, and he he does a lot of yeah, fundraising. He's very weekend, active within yeah. the city of Miami itself. He's just awesome. So I can't say that he's a favorite. I got to say that he's definitely up there when it comes to just overall. No, just somebody yeah. you enjoy having there. Yeah. That's 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 the way I well, think. And he's DJing there Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that actually. So every week on this show, we have a game that we play with our guests, and it's called This or That. So we're going to ask you a question, both of you, the same question, and then you're going to pick, is it this or that? So we'll start it off with Jeff. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, night shift or early morning shift? You asking me or what's both? Both you guys. Um, I'd say early morning shift. And when I'm talking early morning, I'm I'm talking you know 4 p.m. past. I mean 4 a.m. past, right? Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to see. You get to see. Like uh, Jeff will come in at 12 o'clock midnight, and then he'll come in at 4 o'clock in the morning. He's a different motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Uh, I'm all about the different guy. I like <laughs> Winter. I. I I concur. Oh, I love I, it. I absolutely concur with Adam. I love it. So we know that Eleven is one of the first nightclubs to take Bitcoin. So do you guys enjoy Bitcoin or cash better? We, uh, I mean, listen, I'm old school. I love, I love tangible. <laughs> if, if I can fold it and put it in my fucking bucket, it's still my favorite. Put it in your shoe, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I got to say that it's exciting learning about Bitcoin and, and any, you know, cryptocurrency uh, platform that I'm sure we're going to be growing into. It's amazing. It's, though. It's, yeah. it's exciting. It is amazing. But, you know, I'm still skeptical. I, I still like the shit that folds. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I definitely nothing that. better than a fucking crisp fucking hundred dollars. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. All, that's all you're getting at that front door. Amazing. Uh, all right. Uh, Boston spring Miami or Miami winter. Wow. Listen, you can't get full belly clams down here anywhere, bro. You cannot, I cannot, I cannot go to Tony's on fucking Walston Beach down here. So I would say Boston. I spring summer. Let's, spring let's summer, spring. okay. Spring summer. All right, say. all right. So yeah, winter. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm gonna have to because I've been in there the whole my whole life. I'm just gonna have to say Florida winters. I, I do. I, I you know down here. Again, it's it's always grass is always greener on the other side. I've had my fill of fucking clam bellies and roast beef three ways, and I'm down here smashing fucking empanadas. Yeah, <laughs> man. Me and Chango awesome. cheese, and I have flan dripping off my beard. The Cuban yeah, coffee. Dude, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, I'm, they, I'm, they, def they, they, I'm definitely, they got, I'm definitely going to stick with the with the Boston thing. And, and, you know, the best beef that I've ever had is with this mom's beef. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Adam. This, you know, this is the longest you've ever lasted 20 minutes on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so I see you both work out. Is it an early morning workout or is it an afternoon workout? Adam doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's going to the gym right now. No, it's it's always it's always uh, 
it's been always early mornings for me, but now it's whenever I can get in it because mm-hmm. I literally, I haven't got adapted yet. And when I get home at nine o'clock in the morning, I fall face first into anywhere that I can, you know, the couch, the, right. it's I terrible. Like I, I can't, <laughs> usually it's the evening now before work. Amazing. By the way, congratulations, Jeff. You look like um, you lost a lot of weight. He, I love he looks that good, man. He's doing it, man. He's, he he's really not is. standing up and showing everybody that he's <laughs> lost a lot of weight. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, this one's for Adam. Pizza or Knishes? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, you're gonna, <laughs> I'll show you my notes right now. It's funny you say that. In my notes are restaurant concepts. And I came up with this concept called the crazy Kanish. Oh, yes. And, uh, <laughs> and the crazy Kanish is going to be conditions from, from every different walk oh, of that life. Sounds you're going to have the pizza Kanish. You're going to have the, yeah. the stromboli Kanish. You're going to have the Thanksgiving dinner Kanish. You're going to oh, have the Greek Kanish. Yeah, so if you can marry the if a fucking slice of pizza and a Kanish could fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. We have um, one more. Go is that you want me to answer? No, that no, too? no. I got one no, for you. Got spe- I got one he's got for a special you. one for you. All right, ready, Winter? One million dollars <laughs> or unlimited Reese's cups? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, dude, I'm gonna. Sorry, I love Reese's cups, but I mean, at some point, I st- I always get sick of them after a little while. Wow. Like people, like the one pounders. I mean, I, I'm sorry, dude. I, I mean, you're, you're now asking me to say a million dollars. I love Reese's. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I, I'm taking a million dollars. Did you guys, did you guys see Jeff? Were you there for Winter's? I think it was his 40th birthday. The Reese's cake. There was 20 cake. years ago. <laughs> it was. It was like a. I think it was the diff, It was the mixture between a Reese's cake and a, a human centipede. Where two girls, where three girls were eating each other's ass. Sick. Yeah, it's the movie. Yeah, that was that was your birthday, right? No, that was my thirty fifth. Um, it was it was over. Yeah, thirty fifth. All right, that was that was honestly that was probably the best birthday cake I've ever seen. It was fucking amazing. Sounds pretty amazing for sure. All right, with the last one, we're wrapping this one up. It's the easy one: sleeves and no sleeves. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, guys, awesome. want to thank you so yeah, much. Thank I really appreciate. It. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Man. Um, thank you guys. I was good seeing your faces as well. Um, so yeah, thank you guys you, so man. much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yes, yeah, thanks for your thank time. You for having us, man. This was awesome. You guys are a lot of fun. You guys yeah. are awesome. Thanks, well, thanks. I hope to we'll see you guys soon. hundred dollars at the door to cut the line. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Folded hundred dollar <laughs> bill. Let's go. Thanks, guys, Sammy. man. Peace. Thank you, guys. Hey, thank you, guys. Yeah. Once again, we want to thank Adam Gold and Michael Winter. Great interview. Yeah, thank guys, you, guys. Thanks, I appreciate man. it. That was awesome, dude. All right. What we can do? Oh, we're going to... St- oh, it's that time of day. Let's go. Now, like I, we do it every week. There's enough crappy news out there trying to bring everybody down here. I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. We do things a little different because we don't like to do things that everybody else does. So we bring to you positive news of the week. The PNN P- Network. PNN. Let's go. All right. The city that never sleeps has awoken after a year of sleep. I just got back from New York. New York City is alive. Traffic was back. (laughs) 
The streets were filled. Museums were busy. Restaurants, indoor and outdoor, were amazing. Um, each restaurant now has their own huts outside of their own restaurant. Yeah, I tried to get a reservation a couple of weeks ago, and it was called a yurt. They asked Ooh. me to make a reservation for a yurt. And not only that, but the reservation was from three months from now, and it was a $250 per person deposit. So... <laughs> Like how do you how do you make plans to like go out to a yurt in three months from now? I called it a hut, but a yurt is way better. That that's how fancy this place was. I was trying to go to dinner. Yeah, I mean, I don't fuck around, man. These yurts had yurts. TVs and then all the amenities, heaters. I know they're spaces. nicer than the restaurant. Yeah. Some of them, and it was it was a nice weekend. So the yurts. weather was nice. So these were. I actually got reservations inside the restaurants, but I couldn't get it in the yurt. Yurt. Um, but it was so nice to see the the city back alive when so many people have said it was dead. I actually went to STK like the next weekend that they finally opened indoor dining, yeah. and that place was bananas. Yeah. So because of the, the restrictions of having to, you know, social distance, they had – Three floors going at the same time. Usually, wow. STK is just one floor. Right. They were using their banquet space upstairs yeah. and their private dining rooms upstairs, and they were using the old Ten June spot. Wow. Downstairs, and we got to go downstairs to Ten June, where I was a resident at for a while, and I haven't seen that place in about eight years, and it, it brought back, and it's not changed. It's been sitting there dormant for eight wow. years. Everything in Ten June. When I left eight years ago, whenever it was they closed down, is still exactly the same. That's crazy. It brought back so many memories. Have you ever had a steak in Tenjun before that night? <laughs> no, but I had a I had a mean hookup, man. My guy Steven. Oh, oh nice. He used to let me when every night that I would play, he would take me upstairs to eat, and oh, I would just dope. STK sauce is like one of my favorite steak yeah. sauces. But Peter Luger steak sauce is better. But it's a different Peter Luger's is a totally different experience. I, yeah, when, I didn't go to Peter Luger's. Yet. And I used to just be able to get whatever I wanted at STK, and it was pretty amazing. That's man. pretty awesome. It was, but it was man. so nice to see the city alive because I bet I've just seen pictures and, and you went to a museum too. Yeah, dude, it was good. It felt it felt except for the mask, but it felt normal again, and and to feel normal is awesome. Awesome feeling. Awesome. Yeah. That's my yeah. home, man. I, yeah. I, I I appreciate everything in Boston, but New York, that's my wife. That's my home. Yeah. You know. So I, that's a positive news. It was a positive weekend. It was an awesome weekend. Awesome, dude. The weather's getting better. Yeah, I can feel it. We got some big things coming. We got some good news about one of our properties in Connecticut. We got awesome. an official opening date. May 19th? May 20th. Which one is uh, it, Jesse? Stay tuned. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that weekend around there. Well, the date is May 15th that they could open back up, right? 19th. Yeah, so around that time. New, new merch coming out, too. We got some T-shirts coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, so we got some new merch. Yeah, man, make sure you check out the new merch we have. We've been getting a lot of feedback. A lot of stuff looks amazing. Bignightshop.com. Bignightshop.com. Shout out Big Night crew everybody putting everything together for hosting us for having us and allowing us to talk shit on the radio and podcasts and youtube for 30 to 40 minutes and, and you guys all you know listening to us bullshit 
So find us. I'm the promoter. He's the DJ. Get yeah. those questions in, the weekly questions. Yeah. Thank you again for always doing that. You can find Jason Smith at? I No, Jason Smith. <laughs> yo, I'm doing it on purpose now. Yo, you can always find me at Jason Smith Music on Instagram and Jeff London at? Jeff London underscore. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us, y'all. Peace. Peace. Jeff London, DJ Jason Smith. Pick on the bang. When the sun goes down, the music turns up.